0: Halloween is meant to be a fun and carefree night for children of all ages. Dressing up in your favorite costume, trick-or-treating with friends, and more importantly, eating all of the candy your stomach can handle. Eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien had those same plans on Halloween of 1974, but the young boy wouldn't survive the night. This is the story of the man who ruined Halloween and the murder of Timothy O'Brien. I'm Ashton and welcome to the haunted corner. Everyone, welcome back to the Haunted Corner. Happy Halloween! Today is the one-year anniversary of the podcast. I can't believe it's already been a year. Thank you for continuing to listen and support the show. The first episode was the murder of Jean-Benet Ramsey, and it continues to be one of the most popular episodes. And if you've been listening since then, you know the journey I've been on. And I just want to thank you for sticking with me as I learn and grow and get better audio quality. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your kind and encouraging words are what has kept me going. Shout out to all of our new Patreon supporters. Thank you for supporting the show. I wouldn't be here doing this without you. And as a thank you, I wanted to let you know that starting this week, Patreon supporters will be getting one extra episode per week now. There will be one episode in the regular feed and one exclusive episode per week for Patreon supporters. So head over there to join at the $1 per month level or higher, and you'll be notified immediately when those episodes are available each week. All right, today we're covering a Halloween murder. This one is rough. There's a reason your parents always checked your Halloween candy when you were younger. This is the story of the man who ruined Halloween and the murder of Timothy O'Brien. Let's get into it. In the fall of 1974, a man named Ronald Clark O'Brien was living in Deer Park, Texas, which is a suburb near Houston. He lived there with his wife Danine and their two children, 8-year-old Timothy and 5-year-old Elizabeth. Ronald was 30 years old at the time and worked as an optician at Texas State Optical. He was also a deacon at the Second Baptist Church where he sang in the choir. The family was spending Halloween evening at a friend's home in Pasadena, Texas to celebrate the spooky season. Ronald volunteered to escort the children house to house to collect the candy. So these little cuties were all dressed up, ready to show off their costumes and have the best night with their friends. The O'Brien's neighbor, a man named Jim Bates, also joined the family along with his young son. So the group set off into the cool fall evening and began visiting houses in the neighborhood. One of the houses they approached was dark. There were no lights on, but the kids decided to knock on the door anyway. There was no answer, so the kids decided to move on thinking no one was home. But Ronald stayed behind and he eventually caught up with the group with some good news. Wouldn't you know it, there was someone home at the house and he produced a handful of the big 21 inch pixie sticks. These were tubes of powdered sugar candy. These were my jam growing up. They still are, actually. So the kids were pumped. The pixie sticks were handed out to Ronald's children, Timothy and Elizabeth plus two for Jim's children, and the last pixie stick was given to a 10-year-old boy that Timothy knew from church as the group walked home. When the family arrived at the house, Ronald told Timothy that he could pick one piece of candy to have before heading to bed. Timothy picked the pixie stick. And he was trying to eat it, but he was struggling to get the powder to come out of the straw. So Ronald helped him. And after Timothy got a mouthful of the powder, he told his dad that it tasted bitter. So Ronald gave him a glass of Kool-Aid to wash the taste away. Timothy immediately began complaining of a stomach ache, saying to his father, "Quote, Daddy, Daddy, my stomach hurts." He ran to the bathroom where he began convulsing, vomiting, and gasping for air before collapsing in his father's arms. Timothy O'Brien died while on the way to the hospital less than an hour after eating the candy. He was just eight years old. Timothy's body was taken to the medical examiner for an autopsy, and an investigation began. When the body arrived, the medical examiner noted the smell of almonds coming from the boy's mouth which is a telltale sign of cyanide poisoning. Following the autopsy, it was confirmed that Timothy had ingested enough potassium cyanide to kill three grown men. It was later discovered that the pixie stick had been packed with cyanide before being stapled shut. News of Timothy's death spread through the community and horrified parents immediately turned in their children's candy for fear that it may be poisoned as well. Police were able to recover four of the five pixie sticks. The fifth one was found in the hands of a sleeping boy who fell asleep after being unable to pry open the staples on the pixie stick. Thankfully, none of the other children had eaten the tainted candy. Investigators worked with Ronald as well as Jim Bates to retrace their steps on Halloween night, but Ronald was unable to give linear details about which house he received the pixie sticks from. He initially claimed he couldn't remember which house it was, and this raised a red flag to police because they had reportedly only gone trick-or-treating on two streets because it was raining. But finally, miraculously, Ronald remembered which house it was and that a person with hairy arms had given him the candy. When officers visited the home, the owner wasn't there, so they decided to visit him at his job at an airport in Houston to talk to him about what had gone on that Halloween night. They took him into custody, but the man had an alibi, which could be confirmed by about 200 people, who verified that he had been at work that night until 11 p.m. His wife and daughter were at home that night, but had turned out the lights early when they ran out of candy. Police became even more suspicious after interviewing neighbors and finding out that none of the houses on those two streets had given out pixie sticks on Halloween. Their suspicions were compounded when police began to uncover some troubling information about Ronald Clark O'Brien. Police learned that Ronald was in a bit of trouble in many aspects of his life. In the 10 years leading up to the death of his son, Ronald had held 21 jobs and his current job was on the line because he was being accused of theft at the optical office. He was also in almost $100,000 of debt. Their home had been foreclosed on, he had defaulted on several bank loans, and his car was about to be repossessed. So his strange behavior was not doing him any favors either. Ronald reportedly wrote a song about Timothy joining Jesus in heaven, and he got upset when his grieving family wouldn't stay up late to watch the broadcast on TV with him. Yikes. Shortly after Timothy was buried, an insurance agent contacted police to report that earlier in that year, unbeknownst to his wife, Ronald had taken out life insurance policies on both of his children. $10,000 per child in January of that year, and then another $20,000 on each child a month before Halloween. So when news came about that Ronald had called the insurance company at 9 a.m. the morning after Timothy's death to inquire about the payout, things started to come together for police. As police dug even deeper, they found that Ronald had asked his professor at the community college about which poison was most deadly. He had also inquired with chemical companies about where he could buy cyanide. And on one occasion, a man fitting Ronald's description visited a chemical company in Houston asking how to purchase cyanide. But he left after being told that the smallest amount he could buy was five pounds. Super casual. Officers were granted a warrant to search the O'Brien home, which is where they found a pocket knife with plastic residue on it, similar to the packaging of the Pixie sticks. Ronald maintained his innocence, and after failing a polygraph, he was arrested on November 5th of 1974 and charged with Timothy's murder. He entered a not guilty plea. During the trial in May of 1975, witnesses were called to testify against Ronald, including his own wife, Deneen, who confirmed the financial struggle. She also claimed she didn't know about the two $20,000 policies that Ronald took out on the children before Timothy's death. She, along with other family members, testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral, Ronald, Ronald spoke of using the money from Timothy's insurance policy to take a long vacation. Ronald's defense team tried to fall back on the stranger who had supposedly given him the tainted candy saying that this followed the decades old urban urban legend of a psycho who compromised children's candy on Halloween each year. But despite this loose defense, on June 3rd of 1975, after less than an hour of deliberation, Ronald O'Brien was found guilty of his son's murder by a jury of his peers, and he was sentenced to death. Ronald was held in the Ellis unit near Huntsville, Texas. While there, he appealed his conviction several times, twice to the Supreme Court. This was not a short process, as we know. But every time, his appeals were denied, and finally, all of his options were exhausted. And after almost 10 years, on March 31st of 1984, Ronald O'Brien was put to death by a lethal injection for the murder of his son. Since Timothy O'Brien, there hasn't been a single case where a child has actually died after consuming contaminated Halloween treats. But thanks to his father, Ronald, we may never stop checking our candy each year. And that is the story of the murder of Timothy O'Brien and the man who ruined Halloween. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you for supporting the podcast over the last year. It's been a fun ride and I can't wait to see where we are in another year. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. with new episodes dropping every week. The sources for today's episode will be listed on the blog post for the episode at www.thehauntedcorner.com If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support head over to Patreon. You get a new episode every week like I mentioned plus a lot more Head over to patreon.com forward slash Corner to join now Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to tell a friend and rate and review wherever you listen. It really helps the show. If you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to Corner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind, take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you soon. Bye.